The Google Podcast app is going away in April. Right now, I want you to take a look at the podcast app you're using right now. Maybe it's time for a new one. Check out podcastapps.com and try a new one for free right now. That's podcastapps.com. It's been a few years since the Canadian Screen Awards took place in front of a live audience. But in a few weeks, Canadian Screen Week makes its in-person return with seven awards shows celebrating Canada's screen media and the talent behind it, culminating in a star-studded broadcast special on CBC on April 16th, hosted by comedian Samantha Bee. Tammy Frick, CEO of the Academy of Canadian Cinema and Television, joins this episode of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, to talk about taking leadership of the organization, the Academy's move to gender-neutral performance categories, and the importance of coming together to celebrate Canadian content. I'm Tammy Frick, and have been around this wonderful industry for quite a long time, about 27 years. Happened upon it really a little bit accidentally, <laughs> to be very honest and open, um, but just very quickly realized how addictive it was and how addicted I was to it and getting to know the people and, and seeing how wonderful um, and resilient this industry can be. Uh, so I guess the early days, I was introduced um, to the Sudbury Film Festival, you know, did a quick contract and then when the creator of the event was moving on, Cam Haynes, he reached out and said, you know, you should interview for this position. And I did and eventually came on board as the executive director. Very small group of us. There was two full-time, one part-time staff person. The event ran over four days. Uh, we'd welcome in about 9,000 people to the event every year. And from that, I just really took a bit of a different perspective and thought, you know, we need to be working. We don't have the, the Maple Leafs in Northern Ontario. We don't have these big teams and these big draws. So let's create this film festival to be just that. So let's reach out to stakeholders and partners to make sure that we were financially in a really great spot that we could then become a little bit more um, engaged with the industry. So, you know, it takes time to get to know people and build those relationships and make sure that there's a trust factor there as well. So in the beginning, the films that we present were in post distribution. So they were distributed films. And we eventually then turned that around and we became one of the events in Canada, one of pretty much five festivals in Canada that show films that are in pre-release. So that was a huge coup for us. Yeah, so I guess over my journey, the festival grew. I brought it through its toddler phase into its younger teenage phase and just got it to a place where it was a 10-day event. Now we host over 35,000 people a year. It's become a very industry important and industry focused festival. So a lot of great things that happen behind the scenes. Um, and then to the public, it's a very accessible event. Uh, we cater to, um, we have a very strong franc francophone population in Northern Ontario. So of course we cater to both our official languages in a, in a very big way and have embraced over the years, a lot of wonderful indigenous films and, and culture. And we just, things happen truly very organically and that every time we'd get to a certain point, we'd have someone else come to us and say, but you should do this or we need this. And, and it really, we just listened a lot and we moved 
forward with the ideas, not just from public engagement, but definitely from industry and stakeholder engagement. And that then eventually led to this, you know, thing where directors would show up to the festival and say, God, it's kind of nice up here. Maybe I should shoot my next film up here. And producers started looking around. So we drive people around in our own vehicles, showing off Northern Ontario uh, to the point where it became so frequent it really started to, you know, impede on what we were supposed to be doing in our day jobs. So we approached again, various partners, and I came together with a music group that was looking to push music initiatives across Northern Ontario, and created an organization called Music and Film in Motion. It has now transferred in since 2014. Now it's called Cultural Industries Ontario North. And really to sum it up, it's just an extension of a lot, of, a lot of the great work that's already been done in Ontario through agencies like Ontario Creates and various other programs. So it acts a little bit like a concierge service for film in Northern Ontario. It represents the massive expansiveness of Northern Ontario, and it really just helps you know people maneuver through that process, whether you be a producer, crew looking to work there, finding space to shoot out of, location-based stuff. So it really acts as you know, a bit of a, a film commission and helping hold hands to make sure we can put pull things together and getting through permitting and all that fun stuff. So that I also took over. So I was the executive director of, of the film festival for a number of years and then uh, became the associate executive director. So had both organizations under my purview, dealt with two boards of directors because the mandates were very different, although a lot of synergies, of course, with both organizations. And I guess, you know, just throughout the years, uh, the board got to know me well enough that the minute I kind of step back and not that I get bored, but I just see so much opportunity. This industry has just grown in leaps and bounds. And what really drew me to the position with the Academy is I was at a place where we were really starting to engage workforce development and various things in Northern Ontario. And everyone you talk to, no matter where you're from in Canada, we're all dealing with a lot of the same challenges. Some are more extreme in other areas. Some have, you know, a little bit of of diverse challenges compared to um, compared to what we were having, but it was very loud and clear that we need to come together. We need to have these big conversations because things are moving so quickly. You know, we're developing new sound stages. We need more people working in the industry. It's an ease of entry industry. It appeals to a lot of different people. How do we get there? And I just, you know, seeing the um, the opportunity come up. First of all, the part of the film festival that I adored the most was the week of because it meant showing off this wonderful Canadian talent that we're so proud of and celebrating it. What a perfect extension. Now I really get to celebrate it. You know, we have a whole week of celebrating the great creative that is our Canadian talent. So that appealed to me in a very, very big way. And, you know, I'm from Northern Ontario, so we're pretty good at hosting parties. I thought that fit very well also. And then the other thing was the workforce piece. The Academy hosts some really great development programs, talent development programs that lend themselves to really being a serious contributor to developing the next award winners, the next level of creative. And that's somewhere where I'd like to see the Academy even become more and more involved with. So we're, you know, working towards some new directions and new ideas around how we can help that happen and be a bit of a conduit from a national perspective. Everyone is, you know, doing their own thing regionally, but maybe we can help our stakeholders and our, our academy community in rolling out that in just a bit of a more cohesive way. So this industry, as I mentioned, it, we're 
it's the perfect time to be involved with this. And I think, you know, you'd probably agree, Connie, that there's so much happening. We're seeing increases in the number of productions shooting all over Canada. We're seeing regions like Film PEI and the premier of Nova Scotia was at Canadian Media Producers Association conference this year talking about how open they are to this industry. It's happening everywhere. Uh, we're seeing it and it's it's just a really wonderful, exciting time to be a part of all of this. This will be your first Canadian Screen Week as CEO of the Academy, and you've been on the job now six months. How are you feeling leading up to the event in a few weeks? Of course, you know, some butterflies for sure, Um, but that's a good thing. I think if they were bats, I'd be more concerned. The wonderful thing with this organization is I've come in at a good time. You know, it has a very sound foundation some wonderful talent that's been there for a very long time, a team that is just completely invested in the objective and making this celebratory and making it the best we can, we can make it. So a lot of the planning had been in place before I came in, but they've brought me up to speed. And I just, I, you know, I can see the accomplishments. I see where it will go. I'm so truly excited about this, uh, this edition of the awards. We're doing things a little bit differently and I'm just, anxious for the you know people to embark on this journey with us and we don't know what we don't know and come on board and let's see what direction we're heading in and and looking forward to people just enjoying it with us. This year does mark a return to in-person events for Canadian Screen Week. Was there an opportunity for reinvention following a couple years of mostly virtual interactions? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this organization, like all of us uh, that has gone through this wonderful world of, of pandemic over the last couple of years, everyone had to reassess. And, you know, we use the word pivot constantly. Yeah, we pivoted. And the great thing is out of great difficulty and challenges, we always learn things. So we have been able to take a step back and say, we did make changes. And were they successful changes? Are these things that can be implemented in the future and move us forward in a very positive, successful way? So we've taken a lot of time to review that. The core thing, though, you know, you mentioned back in person, this is a a very um, collaborative type industry. And being in the room full of people of like-minded, you know, interest and, and aspirations means a lot. It means sharing of conversations, sparking new relationships. And that was so important for us to be able to bring people back together, not only to celebrate and to toast these wonderful nominees and winners, but really to provide that opportunity to keep the conversations going. Well, yeah, we're definitely trying some new things. There'll be seven based genre awards shows. Um, It's a lot to take on. Uh, But again, we're just excited to have peers gather and to um, support and celebrate this great industry. Do you want to talk about how Canadian Screen Week has evolved? I understand that you're moving to more smaller, more intimate gatherings. Yeah, absolutely. I guess the most the most recent evolution has been in the past. So we're not drastically tra- changing anything like in a, in a hugely significant way. So in the past, about 140 of the awards out of, you know, 145 to 150 awards were handed out in very private ceremonies, typical of a lot of award ceremonies and awards organizations. So these awards were handed out uh, in private ceremonies. And then you'd have the big broadcast show, which was very much an award style show with people accepting their awards and, you know, giving their speeches and lots of glitz and glamour and beautiful and, you know, two hour long uh, ceremony, which was quite lovely. And people really, really enjoyed that. Coming off of the pandemic, we realized that, of course, they 
had to change and, and the broadcast became not an in-person event. Uh, it was a recorded broadcast, but they noticed that the engagement, the entertainment factor became a little bit more real and the comments around how that played out to a more public audience was extremely interesting. So what we've done this year, the big change is that we've really beefed up those awards that are being handed out in these previously private ceremonies are now much larger genre-based awards ceremonies that are a lot more inclusive and a lot more broad. So again, all the glitz and glamour will be there. The red carpet, you know, the media walks, the portrait studios, the receptions before and after the shows, a lot of champagne, and of course the wonderful sparkle that is the actual award show itself. So seven of those with your peers engaging the industry, and then the broadcast show that will take place on April 16th will be a little bit different in that we've gone for a one-hour, star-studded, beautiful broadcast hosted by Samantha B that will give Canadians an opportunity to really see the reach and what Canadian talent has done over the year and really focus in on some of these special award winners. So really, we've kind of switched it a little bit. We're grabbing these special moments that will happen during the award ceremonies. Some of that will be embedded in the show and throughout the show. So we'll talk about award winners. We'll have wonderful clips of, you know, awards lounge and some red carpet moments and all these great things. Um, but the broadcast show is really meant to focus more on a public perspective and showcase to our fellow Canadians all the great work. And maybe they'll discover a few new names along the way. There'll definitely be some very familiar faces that they're all very proud of. Um, but we're hoping just to you know, engage at a bit of a different level. We've heard a lot about interest in televised awards shows fading, but is there another struggle in getting Canadians outside the industry interested in their own content and celebrating it for that matter? Yeah, I think, you know, we all, we're all talking about that. I think change is good. And, you know, to your point, coming off of having a couple of years that were just outside of the, the norm, the typical, has given us a chance to digest all of these things and to put some new ideas around, let's try different things. Now's the time to be taking some of these risks. Why not? You know, and, and to your point, it's two separate audiences. The industry perspective is the industry celebrating together. We share those names. We know those people. We understand that world. But to, a, you know, a, a person who's coming from the general public, you know, they appreciate what the content that's being put out. They're a user. They're, you know, they take in television and film and they're definitely sort of the client base, the public piece of it, they see this very differently. I mean, we're celebrating excellence in our industry like other industries do. That has one place and it's very important because it can change careers. I mean, it can change your tra trajectory very, very quickly, whether you're the lead on the film or someone who is part of the crew or a broadcast TV or any type of award-winning situation. Um, and then you've got your public and we want the public to understand what Canada's doing when it comes to our creative content, what the impact is not only in Canada, our domestic industry, but these shows are also being presented in other countries. And when you talk to people, people are often surprised. Really, Canada has, you know, presence elsewhere. And I think we need to really start showing where we fit and the successes and what we've accomplished already. And I think it'll help by presenting it in a bit more of an engaging, entertaining fashion, as opposed to simply 
you know, seeing people accepting awards and yes, that's exciting and it's wonderful, but maybe not to the general public so much in that, yeah, I know that person, I know that one, but I have no clue what that means. Or so this way, it's just a way, it's another step forward in helping to educate and bring the general public along with us to showcase the wonderful creative that that's taking place here. The 2023 awards will be the first to feature gender neutral performance categories for lead and supporting performers in film and television. Was that a hard decision for the Academy because you're one of the first or was it a no brainer? Can you take us into the discussions behind the scenes? Absolutely. And this was quite a long process. Again, this happened before I came into the organization and I'm just so extremely proud of what they've accomplished here. This was over a two year process. It's not just a decision that was made lightly. It's let's engage our you know, academy community and let's find out what they think. So it was chatting with not only the board of, of directors of the academy and our internal staff, but reaching out to stakeholders, reaching out to various organizations, some of our membership and setting up various committees to really have a conversation around this. Now, the main, you know, why this happened, people say, why did you, why was this a thing? It's a thing because as an awards organization, we want to make sure that our membership feels welcomed, they're accepted, and they're celebrated. And we're in a different world. Diversity is very key on everyone's mind, and inclusion is so incredibly important. And we don't want people hesitating or not knowing where they fit. This is a way for us to make sure everyone fits. And it's been extremely well received. I'm so pleased to see that other awards programs are also looking to do this. So it's, it's just great. One of the most talked about stories tied to this year's awards is Lisa Laflamme, who moved to nominate herself for a Canadian Screen Award for Best National News Anchor. It will be her third win in a row if she's successful. Was there any hesitation Mm -hmm. to let that self-nomination stand? Because these can be very political things for a network and CTV is one of your sponsors. Absolutely. Now, I do have to clarify something. There's a little bit of confusion around the process. So I'm going to clear that up first. Lisa Laflamme entered herself. She didn't nominate herself because you can't nominate yourself. All the nominations are vetted through juries. So a jury nominated Lisa Laflamme's entry to the organization. She followed process. Part of our process is you can submit. You're an entrant. Uh, From that point, you're vetted. If you're eligible and everything is in order, then it's passed on to the jury phase. So yeah, she took it upon herself to enter herself and the jury deemed her entry worthy of moving on to nomination. So that's the process and that's how how it works. So I think it's just, it's a wonderful thing. And I think, you know, both CTV and Lisa, and I've seen Lisa at various events, including the Walk of Fame and the accolades are so incredibly worthy. You know, there's a lot of talk around how all of that went on. And, and you know, I think everyone, again, is in a situation of learning. I think CTV's probably pondered this extensively, and, and Lisa's probably looking back to everything as well. And as an organization, we're here just to support our membership, and our membership includes all of the above. So, you know, we're very happy to be a part of it. We're thrilled that she's on the nomination list. 
we're pleased that we have that type of a process in place where we can stand behind it. She's also up for a special award. Do you want to talk a little bit about that program and some of the honorees? We're so incredibly excited to be hosting our special awards this year. I mean, we keep talking about, you know, you get the invitations out. And again, this comes through from a lot of collaboration. There's lists that come forward months before and a lot of discussion around who and why and and how do we make this happen. You know, and to have them in person attending is wonderful. And, you know, I had the pleasure, the utmost pleasure, I get to send out the original letters And to see the responses coming back was truly just amazing. Like, they're very, very proud Canadians. And we're so anxious to have them in person to celebrate them properly. And, you know, we're already talking about future year recipients. And I'm telling you, the list just goes on and on and on. There's so much wonderful talent that comes from this great country of ours that it's um, it's truly rewarding just to, to be part of this whole process. But yeah, on that list, I mean, we have Catherine O'Hara and Catherine's joining us. She'll be accepting her award in person. Uh, we're so thrilled that she's coming in. Tracy Moore, of course, will be there. And uh, we've got Peter McNeil accepting the Earl Grey Award. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, of course. A lot of buzz around Ryan being in town to accept his humanitarian award. Pierre Bruneau joining us from Quebec. Um, he'll have some, some fan base following him from there to join in in his special celebration. And uh, yeah, just really some great names on that list. I want to circle back to something that you talked about off the top, which is the huge amount of growth we've seen in film and television production, particularly in Ontario, which is led by foreign series production. You've been on the advocacy side of the cultural industries for a long time, but there's this side conversation about where all of that rapid growth in the sector leaves Canadian producers and filmmakers in what's now a highly competitive landscape for locations and studio time. Do you have thoughts on, you know, the Canadian industry being a victim of its own success? You know, I think there's a lot of passionate conversations right now going on in both sides, and rightfully so. As we know, with BC11 and CanCon and all these conversations, you know, at our dinner table, it's not don't talk about politics and religion. It's don't talk about BC11 and CanCon. No. But it's just there's great passion around all of this because we have an industry here who cares, has really advanced itself and understands where we want to be and the values we want to bring forward as Canadians. So to that point, I think on both sides, we've learned a lot from our American counterparts. I think when you look at Canadian producers today and you see how creative they've become and how they understand financing models, how we've been able to adjust some of our funding models to be a little bit you know, more inclusive and broader and make sense of all of it. I think there's just so much that has gone on, so many great things that have happened, and this is going to continue. I think everyone wants it to continue. Are there going to be some hurdles along the way that we're going to have to deal with and figure out and try new things yet again, make some changes as we move forward? But we can't forget that this isn't something that just started you know, two days ago, when you look back to the pioneers of this Canadian industry, the foundation that they've laid for this next generation, and how the emerging generation is so interested in continuing to move this forward. I mean, let's face it, this industry has has not only huge economic benefits to our country, but it is the way that we share our voice. And we 
portray our values through our creative talent. So it's just so important as, you know, the nature and the, the makeup and the foundation of our country to keep, you know, this happening. So, yeah, I, I think having the U.S. as our immediate neighbors has been a challenge in that there's this constant pulling as to who has more influence and how do we maintain our autonomy and all these wonderful conversations and things that go back and forth. Um, but let's not forget that we've learned a lot from them as well. So as they come up here and they do business, they leave a lot of that intellectual property behind that we then learn from. And they, they're the masters at what they do. And I feel very confident in saying that we have so many talented people and smart people and, and Canadians are entrepreneurial and, and have all of those wonderful assets that we've learned and we've gained this wonderful industry that's moving forward quickly from a lot of you know work that's been done previously. Do you have a thought you want to close on, Tammy? Just again, that, you know, going into this Canadian Screen Week, it is all about getting together. Our membership will be able to gather during Members Lounge and have those conversations. We're moving in the right direction, but it is important to be together. So I just encourage people that if they can take the time to come out, come out and re-engage with your colleagues. I know we've all been doing it digitally and over Zoom and all these wonderful platforms, but it's really great to come out and maybe meet somebody new. And let's continue these conversations because we are moving into another big growth jump, whether we you know, think it's coming in three months, six months, a year from now, we're not exactly sure of that timeline, but let's be ready. There's some really exciting things happening. So I just would love to emphasize to, you know, get back together, gather and make sure that we move forward together. Thanks so much for joining us, Tammy. Thank you very much. Lovely chatting with you. You can check out this year's Canadian Screen Awards nominees at academy.ca. For Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, I'm Connie Teeson. for listening to Broadcast Dialogue. For more information about the podcast or to receive exclusive access to our weekly briefing about the Canadian media industry, visit us at broadcastdialogue.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Alison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.